When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe Mixon could be cut. We're going to talk about that and more. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Cooper Cup, Mike Thomas, Adam Thielen, and a whole bunch more taking your phone calls. Doing it like we do every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Whether I'm sick, whether you're sick, whether there's breaking news, no breaking news, we are live Monday through Friday. You are here for it. The Fantasy Football Show 7 p.m. show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show, and we've got a lot of news to talk about, like usual, per use, and we're going to get to all that, including your phone calls, including any voicemails we might have from the voicemail group, and if you want to become a part of the voicemail group, all you have to do is get on over to Instagram, click on the subscribe button on my profile, and for $4.99 a month, that's literally two primes. That might be less than two prime drinks. Uh, half a cup of coffee, maybe a quarter of a cup of coffee these days, maybe at one-fourth the price of a cup of coffee, you can get yourself a voicemail uh, access uh, uh, chat where you can drop daily voicemails for me, and I'll play them. And I and I haven't been, I need to make an apology, I haven't been as on the money. Whoa, 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 whoa. We haven't been as mo- on the money in terms of, of me delivering at that 7.20 mark, 7 p.m. Eastern 20 mark on the voicemails, and I vow to you, Going forward, this will be a staple of the 7 p.m. show. And if you want to be a part of the staple of the show, 7.20 p.m., you, your voicemails, and my answers, then you need to click that button, subscribe on uh, my Instagram uh, profile. So get on over there and do that. Okay, let's get to all of the news. Hit the news desk. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Okay, so we've got a little Joe Mixon news. This is not going to make some of you happy, some of you freedom fighters out there that just want to absolutely get behind Joe Mixon no matter what or get behind an athlete no matter what and just fight for their innocence until proven guilty. But this is a guy that is constantly in the news. Uh, the Bengals are clearly not willing to overlook you know, all the stuff that's going on uh, to the extent that they want to, you know, re- restructure him and avoid him being a, a cap casualty. And as I will explain right here in this news piece, the, the Bengals are not common for restructuring deals. They just don't usually do it. They don't restructure you. It's it's the, the athletic reports that there's 0% chance for Joe Mixon to stay with the Bengals as part of a pay cut situation. Meaning, hey, take... Take a pay cut, Mixon, and you can stay with the club. They don't usually do that. And they're certainly not going to step outside of the norm The norm, and give this guy who's constantly in the news lately. He was brandishing a weapon, and uh, those charges got dropped. But the, the victim, the reported victim, the alleged victim, may still pursue those charges because 
it was not her pursuing those charges initially. It was a police investigation. And so she has every right to, to pursue and press charges if she wants. She may or may not do that. We don't know what's happening behind closed doors on that one. But then Mixon's house was taped off by police and they stormed into his house. They banged on the door and said, Police, open up, police. Open up. This is the other night we went live on it. Reportedly from his sister, Joe Mixon's sister, he was not involved, but there was a shooting. Uh, uh, an individual was shot on his property. It was a, a kid that got shot, apparently in the foot. He was taken to the hospital. It was not life-threatening. And uh, there was some, reportedly some Nerf guns involved and some chaos in his front yard. His trainer made a 911 call, according to reports. It was Mixon's trainer saying there's some people outside with some potential weapons and all that. And there was this whole chaos going on. And then someone got shot. And then all of a sudden, there's, there's uh, Mixon's house getting taped off. Now, there is, let me repeat, there's no evidence so far that Mixon was involved at all. It was at his home. He was just involved in a, a brandishing a weapon type situation with an, an individual just recently. This is all like within one month. Uh, so there's a lot going on for Mixon. A guy who has a checkered pass from college. Oh, Smitty, you know, leave him alone. That was in college. He hasn't done anything since. Well, there's two things that are popping up. And when you're in a position where you're trying to kind of do something out of the norm, get the Bengals to restructure you, take a pay cut to stay with the team, it's not a good look. He's not gonna. He's not gonna pull off the impossible. Hey, Bengals, let's do something we normally don't do. Let's keep me around. We normally don't restructure. Let's do it. Not gonna happen. Joe Mixon will be released, uh, according to all the reports that I see, and that means that the the Cincinnati Bengals, who draft at number twenty eight overall, just might be in the Zach Charbonnet or the Jameer Gibbs business. You heard me correct. Jameer Gibbs, perfect fit for the Cincinnati Bengals. Zach Charbonnet, perfect fit for the Cincinnati Bengals. Either one of these monsters lands in that situation in 2023. It's to the moon. They're already in the moon. Zach Charbonnet is a moon man, for goodness sake. And guess who else is a moon man? Jameer Gibbs. The moon man, dropping loads in outer space. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Well, what do you know? Zach Charbonnet and Jameer Gibbs are both Mars men as well. Both dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. So we got we got a whole lot of reason to be excited about this number. 20, what was it again? Number 28 overall pick to the Cincinnati Bengals. Who, what, none, what running back are they calling on draft day at number 28 overall? Because we know that, that one will be available, Jameer Gibbs or Zach Charbonnet. We know that one of those guys will be available. Maybe both of them are available. Which one do you want in Cincinnati? And then also, Lee, I've been speaking this into, into existence for the longest time. And I know a lot of people don't agree with me. At least Lee does. At least Lee does. I firmly believe Clyde Edwards-Alaire has a real shot at landing in Cincinnati, and some of you may say, "No, no, no, he's garbage. He's cheeks, Smitty. Don't. I mean, we don't want Smitty. He's cheeks, bro. C E H is cheeks. We don't want him in Cincy. Joe Burrow does, and Joe Burrow would make sure he was utilized and very, very effective. At the very least, he could be a really cha good change of pace, you know, weapon or a, a backup. Let's just say if they draft Jameer Gibbs or Zach Charbonnet, but very, very possible that Joe Burrow picks up the phone. No, Joe Burrow doesn't call anybody. He texts, bro. Okay, so he's gonna pick up his phone. Not gonna call. He's gonna say, 
I want CEH and I want it now. Send. Cigar. Inserted in mouth. Wait for the call. CEH becomes a bangle. Let's go to the moon. Now, I, I, I'm not saying he's for sure the answer. I really like the idea of maybe Joe Burrow getting this guy back on track. And let's not forget how good he has looked in small spots. I get it. It's been small. His first game. <laughs> looked phenomenal. We were so excited about it. Guy ripped off. Uh, what was it? How many yards did he have? He had a phenomenal game one. We thought we we hit the jackpot with this guy. Then he just got hurt. And he tailed off. And the next year, hurt. And, and so he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And you could say it's his stature. You know, granted, he's a bowling ball of a guy. Uh, he started off the, the 2022 season, this past season, with the with the Chiefs on fire. He looked like, okay, this is finally going to be his year. He was scoring touchdown after touchdown. Then they rotated into a, a little McKinnon, and then a little McKinnon and Pacheco, and then all Pacheco. So the KC Chiefs are are kind of a bad example of, of, of how good CH can be. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Pacheco, McKinnon, and Clyde are all rotating and all being successfully deployed when they're deployed fully, right? I mean, you can't you can't come in here and argue that CEH wasn't really good at the beginning of the year. He was scoring touchdowns left and right. He was an absolute monster in the first uh, first handful of games, the first month of football. He was. You, like, you're not remembering correctly if you think CEH was garbage last year. He wasn't. He just got phased out again. He's always had problems staying healthy. Those are still concerns on the table. I get it. Those are going to be red flags. But he looked good. And Kansas City doesn't use running backs anymore the way you want them to. And as much as we love Pacheco, I haven't put him on the moon man list for a reason. He's probably, if he's not already, on the satellite man list. Yeah. Satellite men. He's there. Space cadets in training. It's hard for me to launch him from the satellite men, space cadets in training list, over to the moon men list. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Because of the Kansas City factor and the fact that they, they rotate their RB. So at the end of the day, I want to see what Clyde can do under Joe Burrow's command. And let me remind you of one thing before we move on to a little more Joe Mixon talk. Is that Clyde Edwards Alaire, Joe Burrow was asked point blank. And don't say Joe Burrow's a liar. Okay? Watch your mouth. Joe Burrow said that out of all the players he's ever played with, both Bosa brothers, you, look look at the wide receivers he played with, guys. Look at the wide receivers this guy played with. Jamar Chase, he's played with the best of the best. I, we, I don't even know how to name everybody he's played with. He's played with so many good players on the other side of the football and on his team. Joe Burrow's played with the best. And he said he's the best college football player out of everybody in the draft class and any player he's ever played with. And I'm not saying... I'm not saying that we can't question that statement a little bit, okay? I understand. I'm not an idiot, okay? But when you say something like that about a player, it means you believe in them. And Joe Burrow going after Clyde's a real, real scenario. That's where I want to leave that. Not that it's going to come to fruition, but let's give let's give CEH a shot if Joe Burrow can reel him in and get him on the squad, okay? That's all I'm saying. Open-minded. Keep an open mind here. Uh, but, but this right here, Joe Mixon's getting released. Now, Smitty... If Joe Mixon gets released, is he going to sign somewhere and become an absolute monster? You've just been Smitty disapproved. Absolutely not. This guy's on the tail end of his career. The down, downhill, spiral, out of control, uh, unraveling of his career. His mileage is through the roof. His off-the-field antics are building up, regardless of what you want to say about the, 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 the police taping off his home. It wasn't his fault. Trouble follows him. He came out of college. 
not one team but the Bengals was going to draft him. There were reportedly 30 to 31 teams that said they had taken Joe Mixon off their draft board after he violently hit a woman in college in a food court, regardless of whether she provoked him or not. At the time of getting hit, she wasn't doing anything in that moment of time. Leveled her in one punch. It was worse than Ray Rice. It was worse than the Alvin Kamara situation. YouTube the video if you want to see it. And Mixon, in my opinion, is a POS for that alone. And so, yes, he hasn't done anything. What that He's been staying out of trouble since he's been a Bengal. I, I give that to him. But now we have two incidences already of, of this kind of unraveling and kind of him being in weird situations. Innocent till proven guilty, I, I suppose. Right? Right? But he did brandish a weapon. And yes, charges were dropped. I don't know why charges were dropped, to be honest with you. It does make me question whether the, the details of the event actually were totally true. Uh, uh, Kilpatrick, appreciate you being in the building. Um, are you in the voicemail group? Somebody, I think Kilpatrick, you might have left me a message. Somebody left me a message It didn't play. So please leave it again, uh, your last message. But, but I'm certainly not in the belief category that this guy, Joe Mixon, has really anything left in the tank. So Joe Mixon getting cut. Say bye-bye to Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, we'll see you later, pal. Thank you for the, the good fantasy football goodness you provided, but your time's over. The Bengals are going to let you go, and I don't think a team brings him in as the, the, the lone starter. He'll be hard-pressed at his mileage, and the situations surrounding his off-the-field uh, antics are going to make it very, very, very hard for him to find a starting job when Philly... Carolina, New York is no longer an option. They have Saquon Barkley back, so we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna take Saquon Barkley off of this board. We took Pollard off this board. Uh, oh, actually, hold on. I need to put him. I just need to put him over on the New York Giants side of the fence here. There we go. So the Giants got Saquon back. So you got you got Chicago, you got Carolina, you got Philly, you got Buffalo, you got Miami, you got Cincinnati, and you have how many? Well, it'll take Cincinnati off. Where's Where's Mixon gonna go? Where's he going to go? Who's going to bring Mixon in to start? Chicago? I guess the only spot I could think of where he might be revived for half a year, maybe look really good for eight weeks, and then he gets hurt, whatever, breaks down, too much mileage, would be Miami. Miami's a very potent situation. Could they bring him in in a rotation or a confusing, muddy situation? Sure. Uh, but he's not getting paid bank anymore. He's going to be in a cloudy situation. Uh, Buffalo, I don't think Buffalo goes near him because of the off-the-field issues. Uh, I don't think Philly goes near him because of the off-the-field issues. Carolina, I don't think they're interested in going after an, uh, an older back. Chicago, maybe, maybe, maybe. Chicago, maybe, maybe Miami. But I, I just think it all depends on what's going on with this off-the-field stuff. So Mixon... Probably never going to be a lone starter ever again. And if you own him in Dynasty, you're going to want to sell, sell, sell. And how do you sell Joe Mixon? You can't one for one. No one's a moron. You can't call up Bob and say, Bob, I'll give you Joe Mixon for uh, Kyle Pitts. He's going to say, what are you, crazy? I know I don't even like Kyle Pitts right now because no one seems to like Kyle Pitts but the show. Because the moon, man. Dropping loads in outer space. What am I doing? There we go. Space Moses. No one likes Kyle Pitts but your boy Smitty right now. Okay, Kyle Pitts is on the Moon Men list. But you can't call up Bob and say, Bob, I'll give you mix-in for your Kyle Pitts. You have to get creative when you trade away a player in this position. 
Mixon on the decline. Mixon may be going to get cut. What do you do? You, you upgrade something. You look at Mixon as icing on a cake. You go after something with another piece that is not mixing, meaning you have, let's say, a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. You throw Mixon in to upgrade him one quarterback slot. That's how you do it. You've got the 1.5. You throw Mixon in to get the 1.4 or 1.3. You have the 1.7. You throw Mixon in to get the 1.4. That's how it works. That's how you get rid of a player. That's trading away a, a guy about to become a trash can 101. If you don't use him as an accoutrement, an accessory to your trade package and offer, you're not getting anything for him. I don't want to hear anybody come back and say, Smitty, uh, I tried on my text line, which you can find at thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get my one-on-one text advice, thefantasyfootballshow.com. Smitty, I tried to trade Mixon away. No one wants him. Well, what was your offer, Bob? Um, I tried to acquire Michael Pittman straight up. I tried to acquire McLaurin straight up. I tried. That's not how you trade Mixon. No one's taking him straight up. Nobody. You got to throw him in as an accessory. Mixon, say la vie, pal. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, this news, there's not much movement on the Aaron Rodgers situation. ESPN's Diana Rossini reports there's optimism that the Jets organization, uh, they're on the brink of signing and bringing on Aaron Rodgers. There's reportedly a trade package already uh, created by the New York Jets. And so we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers, which I fully anticipate we will, I feel, 100% know his direction that he wants to go in. Okay, we're going to hear the report. News break. Smitty goes live. News desk. From the fantasy football show. And then I come in here and say, guys, Aaron Rodgers has announced he would like to proceed with going to the New York Jets and getting trade talks initiated. We're going to hear that within the next four to five days. The next four to five days, it's almost a lock because I trust Aaron Rodgers, who said from the beginning, hey, 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 people, not Smitty, hey, people, I'm going to let you know about my decision before free agency begins. I want teams to be able to react, the, the Green Bay Packers to be able to react, everybody to be able to react, react before the new league year begins and the new league year begins on March 15th. So expect to hear, expect for all this chaos of not knowing, like the, the Lamar Jackson. We went live on Lamar Jackson every day. Everyone's like, I'm so tired of hearing about Lamar Jackson. Well, guess what? That whole thing changed. We'll never talk about Lamar Jackson the same way that we did before the non-exclusive tag. Now we got a whole bunch of different stuff to talk about Lamar Jackson. You won't be hearing, what's A-Rod going to do? What's A-Rod going to do any longer in about three, maybe one to four days? It wouldn't surprise me if we heard today or tomorrow, but we'll hear before the 15th because he has made it clear he will not make anybody wait past the new league year beginning, which is March 15th. So this whole endless, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? It ends literally in the next one to four, four and a half days, I assure you. So get ready for that news, and then we'll be talking about the Jets or Green Bay. I'm pretty sure he's going to New York. If I had to guess, I'd say Aaron Rodgers is throwing footballs to Garrett Wilson. And Elijah Moore, I might add. Elijah Moore, the forgotten man. Elijah Moore, the forgotten man. Everybody and their mother. Forgetting about this guy, Elijah Moore, who could be resurrected with the guy named Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't had two glorious weapons like that in some time. I'm super excited about Elijah Moore and what he can do 
under this. What is going on with this right here? Uh, what he can do with his his new quarterback. Okay, Elijah Moore is an absolute potential wide receiver two monster in the making, at least for his team. Like we talk fantasy, I'd say wide receiver three. Let's not get too excited. Let's pump the brakes on Elijah Moore until he proves it. But from an NFL perspective, he's going to have a great wide receiver two season for the New York Jets. And Aaron Rodgers is going to turn Garrett Wilson into, I don't even know what. Let's think about it for one second. What did Aaron Rodgers do to the man we call Christian Watson, he put him on a fast track to glory. A fast track to glory because that's what A-Rod does. And no, A-Rod doesn't bring rookies along slowly because that's just what he always wants to do because he doesn't trust rookies. He hasn't needed to bring a rookie along fast because they've always had a Devontae Adams, a Randall Cobb, a weapon that has been an absolute monster in that, that Green Bay system, Jordy Nelson, all these wide receivers have always been an elite fantasy football wide receiver one. Whether it's middle, top, or bottom of wide receiver one fantasy football value, Aaron Rodgers has always had a wide receiver in place. So when a rookie comes in, no rookies needed to be fast-tracked. But last year was special. Last year was different. Last year it was bare bones. All hands on deck. Is it Dobbs? Is it Watson? Are we going to finally see what, what Aaron Rodgers would do if forced to fast-track a rookie wide receiver? He turned Adams into the guy that Adams is today. I'm not saying if you ripped Adams and put him in a different environment. We just got proven this by going to, to, the, to the Raiders where he had 1,600 yards, 12 TDs, and 100 receptions. I'm not saying Adams can't get... Uh, 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 transplanted here, here, or here, and still be a top one to five wide receiver. He is who he is right now, but he's there because of Aaron Rodgers. If anybody thinks that Adams couldn't, would have become a top one to five wide receiver that he is today without the assistance of Aaron Rodgers, I think you're fooling yourself because Aaron Rodgers makes wide receivers. There's a reason he's always doing it. It's not luck that the Green Bay Packers continuously have an elite wide receiver. What did Aaron Rodgers do with Christian Watson last year when Christian Watson on any other team in any other situation would have probably had a much lesser season? In fact, I ventured to say that if Christian Watson didn't have Aaron Rodgers fast-tracking him last year, rushing him along, training him, sculpting him, molding him, that we might not even know that Christian Watson's got all the talent that he has. He could be completely ruined, forgotten, looked over, uh, glossed over. We don't even know. But Aaron Rodgers turned him into an animal, an absolute monster, so much so that he's well on his way. If Jordan Love is the quarterback in Green Bay, so be it. I trust that that relationship and the way Watson's been built and sculpted and molded is good enough to leave him on his own and let him fly. Let him fly by himself. Uh, where's my let it fly button? Where's it at? You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. Let's let, let's let him fly. He can fly. Jordan Love... Let him fly too. But Watson's good to go. He's good to go. Rogers set him off to sail. He 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 set him free and he said, Go be you, pal. And he can make Jordan Love better than Jordan Love really is. That's what Watson's gonna do and carry over. So I'm fine with this Aaron Rodgers leaving. If he stayed, I'd be fine too, because guess what? Watson would be even better. But Watson's a moon man for a reason. He's an absolute monster. Garrett Wilson already became a, a, a monster rookie of the year, legend. This guy's an absolute beast, given he had no consistent quarterback play. Imagine 
how Aaron Rodgers is going to fast track his career. He's already on a great track. Aaron Rodgers will lift him up a whole nother tier. Make no mistake. I already love Garrett Wilson. You know I love Garrett Wilson. Look at the Moon Men list. Look at no, look at the Mars Men list. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars Men. Garrett Wilson is on the Mars Men list right here. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. One of the early ads, Garrett Wilson. I'm going to make a statement right here, right now. If Aaron Rodgers does, in fact, land on the New York Football Jets roster, Garrett Wilson, let me repeat it. If Aaron Rodgers lands on the New York Jet football team roster and we get the announcement, Garrett Wilson will be a top four wide receiver in 2023. I'm telling you right now, Top four. We have him about top five to seven right now. So it's not that big of a climb. But I tell you this with a straight face. I tell you this with confidence. I tell you this because I feel it in my bones and in my gut. Garrett Wilson is a top four wide receiver with Aaron Rodgers under center with that defense to support the offense, the good field position. Do we not understand what's going on here? The pieces and the, the puzzle pieces being put together. It fits like no other. Aaron Rodgers marching this team down the field. Garrett Wilson getting fast-tracked even though he's already fast-tracked because he's such a monster. Brees Hall coming back. Brees Hall's going to have the easiest recovery known to man coming back from an ACL tear because he's got Aaron Rodgers stretching the field. And on top of that, on top of that, this defense, this Sauce Gardner-led defense is going to put this offense in great field position constantly. And the offense is going to put the defense in great field position in situations constantly. If you think for a second that Aaron Rodgers on a New York Jet football team doesn't constitute a potential Super Bowl champion squad in the next one to two years, assuming Aaron Rodgers does stay two years, you have another thing coming. Cincinnati Bengal blueprint. Here it is. Here it is. Right here. I've got it. Because I knew I had it. I told you they're winning the division. This was my team. Bengals. Making, winning the division. It's in the script. Winning the division. Going to the Super Bowl. Everyone's going to laugh at you, Smitty. Announce it anyway. That was last year. This year. This year. This year. Oh, good Lord. Oh, good Lord. You, you don't want to see that. You don't need to see that's what the script has in store for Aaron Rodgers in 2023. I, my mind was just blown. The script strikes again, I tell you. The script strikes again. <sighs> Hold on one second while I take a Trump sip. Anybody hasn't seen Trump take a sip, bro? All right. We on Lamar Jackson or A-Rod? I thought I was on the, the A-Rod talk. How do we get on Lamar? Lamar, uh, this piece of news right here, Lamar Jackson. This is one of those weird things. I, I'm so tired of it. The athletic. This is, okay, so here's the source, right? So everybody says, Smitty, they're sources sometimes. No, they're not. It's somebody writing it, and then somebody says, either per source or per the athletic because the athletic wrote an opinion there's zero percent chance the commanders will acquire lamar jackson this offseason really zero huh 
Very interesting. Very interesting that everybody knows uh, that these teams are out. The Miami Dolphins, they can't participate. We already know they're out. They can't. They have no first rounder in 2023. They can't even talk to Lamar. It's it's prohibited. But that they wouldn't want to after the NFL draft if Lamar so happens to be available still because he can't be until July 15. And no offer sheets come in that Lamar loves. He can literally sit there until July 15 uh, waiting for offer sheets or re-sign with the Ravens at that point. But Miami can't participate yet. So great news, guys. Great news. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are out, according to sources. So run for the hills. Washington Commanders are out, according to sources. The Las Vegas Raiders apparently have no interest. The Carolina Panthers have no interest. We have all these teams that reportedly are out, and they all announced it two hours or less after the announcement, well, the shocking announcement that no one was prepared for. These these teams and clubs didn't know that, that it was, he was going to be exclu- non-exclusive tagged, that he would cost two first-rounders instead of three. They had no idea, and yet all of a sudden... They have these answers? I don't think so. And nobody's linking arms. Maybe one or two owners talk. They're buddy buddies. But the worst teams in the league with no quarterbacks aren't going to just follow the direction of teams on top that have Mahomes and Hurts and all these quarterbacks that say, hey, guys, don't go get Lamar. We've got our quarterback. But you go ahead. Play tough. Don't let don't sign Lamar. Show them who's boss. Give me a break. Give me a break. They can do that via offer sheets. Give him a, a, a down to earth, set him in his place type of offer sheet. Hey, Lamar, here, here's $150 million guaranteed on a $350 million deal. Sorry, that's what you're going to get. Here's the offer sheet. That sets him in his place. You think boycotting Lamar is the plan? Give me a break. Carolina, Atlanta, all these teams, maybe two, three, maybe all those, all three of them are out, but they're not out based on some kind of collusion. Okay, and not to mention, I think, why on earth would you tell people what your plan is? Two hours after Lamar Jackson's announces a non-exclusive tag player, you think people are just going to come in and say, yeah, we're not, we're out. We're going to tell you all what our plan is. Uh, so I don't buy this report right here. Cooper Cup, what do we expect from little Cooper Cup walking into 2023 fantasy football? Uh, Rams GM uh, Les Snead told reporters we are going to definitely rely on Matthew Stafford. He's one of our pillars. And the reason I'm bringing up this in relation to Cooper Cup is I feel like I feel like there is a whole lot of uh, let's see. Ben says I agree. That's why I think it's uh, to propose Watson was only the great because A Rod can do with any QB. I'm not sure what's going on there, but I I don't know. You can call in and discuss it. But Cooper Cup is a forgotten man in some contexts. I see Cooper Cup in some mock drafts, and especially when we do underdog drafts, promo code SMITTY. Link I will drop in the live chat right now. Link is in the description. And if you guys want to draft with me tonight, make sure you, you sign up now and you get all set and ready to go. So when I say go, jump in, get in this room right here, and we all click on the room, you're not having to sign up and you're going to miss out on the on the draft. These are not mock drafts. These are live best ball drafts where the rookies are included. There's no lineups, no waiver wires. You literally draft with me and you try and win. Uh, there's a million dollars in prizes. So, you know, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a good thing to me. And it sounds like something we could, you know, we could throw into the mix, right? You get some extra skin in the game. Uh, uh, ben, you can call in in a second. I'm going to put you on hold, but try calling in again. I'm going to put you on hold as I finish the news. My whole point being is when I when I draft and I see little Cooper Cup, little Cooper Cup, our little Cooper Cup falling to seven, eight, nine sometimes, I'm, I'm kind of reminded 
you know, in a brief moment that this guy was the number one or number two wide receiver to a lot of people, and Stafford isn't isn't done. Why does everybody assume Stafford's done? He had an injury. Stafford was hurt all year. And while I don't think he's the best quarterback in the entire National Football League, why is Stafford done? Why does everybody think this guy can't rebound to a certain degree and throw the ball to Cooper Cup all day long? Why is Cooper Cup all of a sudden, who got hurt as well, off people's radars to the point where you can almost draft him at like 8-9, almost even bookend picks, and in Dynasty... Trade for him. Trade for him. Because Cooper Cup, in my opinion, at least has two seasons left. Guaranteed one, probably two, and then we have a conversation year after year going into the off, the next offseason with Cooper Cup. But in Dynasty, that's a long time, people. Stop planning for five, six years down the road. If you keep planning for five, six years down the road, you're playing for second place. You're playing for second place. You're not playing for first place. Cooper Cup, two years is a long time. Your league will probably fold before Cooper Cup retires. So uh, that's facts because Dynasty Leagues crumble all the time. Michael Thomas, I don't know what to think about Michael Thomas. I really don't. Um, Nick Underhill from the New Orleans uh, Dot Football uh, reports that he has been, Michael Thomas, uh, progress. There's been progress in extension talks between Michael Thomas and the Saints. Why on earth would you extend Michael Thomas? Why not let him roll out one more year? And if he if he does anything, great. If he why would you extend a man that almost certainly, almost guaranteed won't help you two years from now? He might help you for one year before he gets hurt again. But why on earth would you extend him unless there's some sort of like restructuring that's team friendly? to 2023 then it makes sense and that could be what they're looking at we don't fully know yet we do know this team's smart enough to bring in Derek Carr we do we do know this team's smart enough to lure Derek Carr in when the New York Jets football team is a much more attractive landing spot it really is so hats off to the New Orleans Saints and I trust that they're doing the right thing here for their team but I would not extend this man I got to look at the details before I smitty approve otherwise I'm going dis to smitty disapprove what's going on here to tie up Michael Thomas for unless it's team friendly it's actually more team friendly to do so so we'll have to take a look at that and figure it out but Michael Thomas from a fantasy football perspective wide receiver four wide receiver fantasy football wide receiver four until further notice you cannot draft this man to be your wide receiver three you cannot draft this man over Hodgins and New York who I like a lot better than Michael Thomas as my wide receiver three now could I imagine in, in, in make-believe, bizarro world, Michael Thomas rebounding under Derek Carr and having a top 15 to 20 wide receiver season. I suppose if you 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 give me a lot of cocktails, uh, spin me around uh, four times like a donkey, and sit me in a chair, and, and and then ask me the question: What do you? How do you? Where do you rank Michael Thomas? Maybe in a dizzy spell, I I end up putting him on a board at 15 to 18 overall. That's the only scenario in my mind I can imagine. But could I imagine it? I suppose. I suppose. But I'm staying clear. As even my wide receiver three, I'm letting somebody else jump into this experiment. He's not the same guy. I know a lot of people want him to be. And Derek Carr is going to make some of those dreamers think, oh, yeah, you know, he he might be. I'm, I'm a positive, positive optimistic uh, Oscar. And, I, and I'm going to go ahead and a, a, a total positive, optimistic, overly optimistic, optimistic Oscar would, would think that this guy could be a wide receiver two or one still. He's not. 
He's not. Um, so I, I know people are DMing me. What do you think about Michael Thomas? What do you think about Michael Thomas? Not big news to me, but because so many people are DMing me, I got to address it. Adam Thielen, there's reports the Vikings could release, could release Adam Thielen. It's a real possibility, but it's not a lock. We had somebody call in. I forget who it was. And don't take offense to this, buddy, if it was you and you're watching. But he said, Adam Thielen was released. You hear? He wasn't released. Let's not jump the gun on reports. There's a real possibility he could be released. And we don't even know. This is the Star Tribune. Ben Gosling is reporting there's a real chance, a real possibility he could get released. Where's this coming from? His opinion. Why does he think this? His evaluation of the cap and situation. Does he have or cite any source here? Not that I see. Could he have in another article somewhere and that this report's not including that? Sure. And I haven't honestly dug in that much because I really don't care too much about the details of it. I'll go ahead and wait and see. Adam Thielen's not a big fantasy force anyway, but I'm just saying tread lightly. Dig into it a little bit if you want to know how certain this feels. Go looking for it. I, honestly, I don't, I, I just, when, without sources, these opinion pieces, they get a little out of control. And could he be really sure? Does it make sense financially? A little bit. But it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Okay? Just understand that. Understand. They still got to bring in another wide receiver. It's going to cost money. And so, I don't know that he's a lock to get cut. KJ Osborne. They like this kid. They 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 probably want him to be in a number two position. Maybe they do want to use some money and free it up by letting uh, Adam Thielen go. And let's look at Adam Thielen's contract while we're at it. Adam Thielen contract. Let's pull it up. Here we go. Doing it live. Breaking down his contract live. Your boy Smitty on the clock uh, doing doing Smitty things. Okay, so we've got his contract right here. Let me screenshot this. Let's see how much the, the salary uh, relief will be. And we'll put our own spin on it. We'll drop some news right here. Someone can source us. According to the Fantasy Football Show, Adam Thielen is what? Let's look at it. Adam Thielen, 2023, getting paid 11 mil. What is his cap hit? His dead cap hit is 13.5 mil. That's a lot. That's a lot. Cutting 11 mil, 11.8 mil on the 23 on the bold line, the first column, base salary, 11.8 mil. That is a lot to free up. The dead cap of 13.5 mil, the very last column on the 2023 bold line, is also a lot. That's similar to Zeke Elliott's situation. Where there's a there's a lot of dead cap with Zeke Elliott, but there's a lot of salary as well. There's pros and cons to cutting a guy like Thielen when you've got a bunch of dead cap, but you also have a big salary relief. But then you have to factor in you're bringing somebody else in for two or three or four million. Is it really worth it to have the dead cap hit when you have that salary relief, which isn't really going to be that amount, the the eleven point eight million because you're bringing somebody else in? You know, it's so it's not like it's the easiest thing to to dissect. So just to clear that up in terms of my 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 assessment of it. Dial into the show. Let's take some phone calls. Let's go. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. The voicemail crew. We are 38 minutes in. We're a little over, but here is the voicemail number one from Johnny. Hey, Smitty. I also was going to ask you about uh, JT. Can you give us your thoughts on um, where you would take him in a, in a dynasty startup? Yeah, JT. Thanks, man. Be blessed. 
Hey, Johnny, appreciate your voicemail. Um, I'm answering it 39 minutes into the show in case you want to reference it in the video, but uh, this is for people that want to be a YouTube exclusive member. Click that subscribe button on my on my Instagram, The Fantasy Football Show. I'm sorry, Instagram exclusive member. So hit subscribe. Uh, Dynasty Startup JT, second round pick. I think with, with all the other players like Bijan, all the wide receivers, even quarterbacks feel a little bit better to me. The top two, three, four quarterbacks... Uh, obviously, nothing outside of the top five. Uh, feel a little bit more secure for my dynasty startup than JT does. Like, that might sound crazy to some people, but that puts him at a, a mid-second round valuation. He's not a first-rounder to me. He's got first-round upside, certainly. So if you end up ha- you know, drafting at number 10 or 11, I could get behind it in terms of not hitting the take-a-lap button. But I personally would rather draft Mahomes, Josh Allen, Hertz, or Burrow than, than JT because it's a dynasty startup and that's 10, 12 years of goodness. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to tag him on here. This is how it works. I, I literally tag him and say, Hey, here, I left a voicemail for him the entire way. Um, and so if you want to be a part of the YouTube exclusive member, I'll read your question. I'll hold the, down the button. I'll tag you in the group chat. Now he can play that right here. I'll even play a little bit. Johnny, appreciate your voicemail. Um, I'm answering it 39 minutes into the show in case you want to reference it in the video. But, so uh, that's the kind of service you're going to get by going to my Instagram, click on subscribe and for $4.99 a month, that's two primes. That's two prime drinks at the cost of two prime drinks. You can cancel anytime, do it for one month. Uh, but I would probably say, you know, I, I would say definitely feel like you could take him at 12 to 15 overall. And I wouldn't call it crazy. It seems about where he should be valued, 12 to 15. But again, QBs to me in a dynasty, you get him for a decade plus, just a little bit more tra- attractive type of situation. Gibbs, depending on where Gibbs lands, I would like Gibbs maybe over JT or maybe behind JT. So JT's right there teeter-tottering between the RBs that fluctuate between 11 overall and about 15 overall. That's my assessment of JT. Uh, Ben, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty, what's up, man? How's it going? I'm good, bro. Um, Good, good. Um, I was just... I just feel like uh, I've been hearing a lot of people say that Aaron Rodgers is the only reason that Christian Watson was able to, you know, do what he did. And some people think he's not going to do it. Or maybe even if they think he can do it, they think he wasn't able to do it until Rodgers taught him the ropes or whatever. And I just disagree. Well, I, okay, so let me let me hit this from both angles. I, I partly agree uh, and partly disagree. Um, I think what I said earlier kind of maps it out. But let me say it again. Aaron Rodgers fast-tracked him Christian Watson we may not even really even know his name anymore like he he could have come in remember Dobbs how excited we were at Dobbs and then now Dobbs is an afterthought Christian Watson yeah, but- could have very well been in that position where we're like uh, yeah mm-hmm. remember that guy everyone thought was going to be good and now you know he didn't have a good rookie year total writing him off where are you putting Burks like Burks is in a better spot than Dobbs but he's way lower than Watson but you still have a little hope for Burks, right? But how do you feel about Burks? He had a, he had a bad rookie year, so very negative vibe around Burks. Maybe some people are excited about him, but I think for the most part, everybody's like, uh, I don't know what to think because he didn't have a good rookie year. So I'm not sure. I don't know. And so I think Christian Watson would have come out the same value as Burks. You would have been a little excited. Some people would be, but we wouldn't know who he is. We wouldn't know what he's capable of. Aaron Rodgers fast-tracked him. Aaron Rodgers vaulted him up. Where I disagree, though, and it's okay if you you think differently on that part of it, where I disagree with people that say Watson will fall off, he's already been built up, bro. 
He's been built up. He's been tooled. He's been sculpted. He now is a, a, a specimen. And Aaron Rodgers is why. And you can now take Aaron Rodgers away from the equation, insert Jordan Love, and now Jordan Love's going to be that much better. I wasn't high on Jordan Love last year. I wouldn't even say I'm not high on him now, but I very much believe in him 10 times more because he's being gifted a guy that's already been cultivated, sculpted in Christian Watson. And so now Jordan Love walks into a very different situation than he did last year if he was walking in and having to do the sculpting, molding, and training of Christian Watson when he wasn't even ready himself. Now he walks in with a, an almost veteran wide receiver. This, ben, Christian Watson is now a third-year wide receiver in my mind. He skipped an entire year in terms of his his abilities and and climbing up into you know becoming the player he's going to become this is a sophomore wide receiver that will play like a 3 3.5 year in wide receiver maybe three and a half years this guy will will look like he'll look like a three and a half year wide receiver at the NFL level near a veteran like you're talking about a year from that point being called a veteran wide receiver Christian Watson is what he is and you can't take it away so Ben that's where I agree with you and I'm on your side I just think that Aaron Rodgers did make him who would Adams be without Aaron Rodgers we'll never know and I firmly believe he wouldn't be the exact player we're looking at now he could still be he's a great route runner coming out he's a great route runner but Rodgers tweaked him tooled him sculpted him and he does that with why is he always have a wide receiver that is elite because he's Aaron Rodgers. I, I you see know? what you're saying, and I and I, I get what you're saying, and I agree with parts of it, but I don't like some of the comparisons. I like the Burks comparison because Burks was a bit slower, and he had the draft capital and the and the the measurables, the combine, the the, the college uh, stats, and all that. <clears throat> but Dobbs and Adams didn't have the same draft capital or performance that uh, Watson had at the combine. Watson's six foot five, 210 pounds right. runs 4.3 and got drafted with a third. No, the second pick of the second round. So Burks, that has very, my comparable to Burks. So I, I, I think we're really on the same page. I just, you know, like Hugh Jackson would say, we're, but we're not, but we're not, <laughs> but we're not. Uh, uh, but, but what, what I'm trying to say is that that Burks still has that okay. The draft capital's there, so we're not giving up on him. Um, and but you're not you're not sure what you're gonna get. You're not sure. Some people are very optimistic about Burks. Some people aren't. I'm just saying there's no way Jordan Love would have got out of Watson what Aaron Rodgers got out of him. Like this is a guy that failed, bro, in front of people and embarrassed himself in certain spots. And we all thought, oh my God, this guy dropped this long touchdown pass. Aaron Rodgers yelled at him. And 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 this guy this guy learned quick. He got he got thrown to the wolves, bro. There were so many embarrassing like moments where he had to grow really fast. And Aaron Rodgers kept force feeding him, and he just he manifested it. Aaron Rodgers manifested it. Like reason, if, part of the sorry, but part of the reason he had to he had to do what he had to do so fast was because while Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow were practicing with their new wide receivers and even their established receivers. Aaron Rodgers was drinking ayahuasca in South America. Yeah. So he had to he had to fast track him. I know, there but was I'm, no other I, I'm just saying to, to the defense of, and not even defense, because I don't agree with those people that are negative on Christian Watson at all, but I'm just trying to say that do I think we would be here 
looking at Watson be a fourth and fifth round pick in fantasy and, and us laughing. Like, I don't know about you, Ben, by the sound of it, you're laughing like me. When I see Watson in the fifth round, I'm just, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm, I'm smiling. I'm like, I can't believe this. It's like Christmas. Drake London's in round six or round seven. Kyle Pitts is falling to round six and seven again because there's no quarterback there. So everyone's freaking out. Christian Watson is a potential mid wide receiver one. Like I'm talking wide receiver six to 12. That is a big range, granted, but I'm I'm giving him the ability to be six to twelve. I don't need to hear somebody a negative Noah coming in here and say he's not top six wide receiver. Listen to what I'm saying: six to twelve. Pick your spot wherever you want, but he's got that much upside. He would not even be sniffing six to twelve potential coming out of Jordan Love 2022 campaign. You know what I'm saying? So that's all yeah, I'm trying. That's all I'm trying. Maybe Love wouldn't have. Maybe Love wouldn't have gotten him to the same spot Rogers would have. Right. But- that's what I mean, I'm saying. I don't know if if Rogers. Yeah, that that's true. I agree with you there. In, in walking into twenty, God, in Rogers, walking into twenty twenty three. Go ahead. Sorry, I just don't think Rogers got the absolute most out of out of Watson. I think if if he was there in the true. off season working with his receivers, they would have made the playoffs. But was it ten times the playoffs in their control? But did he did he squeeze what is probably equivalent to 10 times what any other wide receiver or quarterback would have got out of him? Maybe Rodgers didn't get out of what him. What... Did, what, Rodgers did, what Rodgers did was the equivalent of not doing any of your homework for the entire semester, True. not studying for any of the tests, and then as soon as the final comes up, get a 91. you turn in all your missing homework assignments, and you get an A on the final. Yeah, yeah. He got a 91. Got it's, a, it's a great example. He got a 91 on the midterm. When he should have and could have got a hundred, I agree with that. But but what I'm saying is Watson, he turned Watson into a monster. Jordan Love would not have. We wouldn't even know what to expect out of Watson if we walked in. So I, I halfway agree with the part part of it, and then I totally disagree that he's gonna fall off now. People are people are just haters, bro. They just want to hate on him. They want to hate on Aaron Rodgers and Watson's a degree of separation away from Aaron Rodgers. So let's hate on Watson. Jordan Love's going to walk in and have this maestro Christian Watson saying, let me show you what I've learned from the, one of the greatest of all times. Let me, let me, let me catch 1400 yards with a blindfold on and pull in 10 TDs with Jordan Love. Cause Watson can do that. And I, and again, I like Jordan Love way more this year than I did last year. Not because he's growing on me, but the situation's way better. So it's a good question. Uh, real quickly is uh Christian Silva still in the building. And is Kilpatrick still in the building? Because I'm sorry I hadn't read your Super Chats yet. Please let me know if you're still here so I can uh, uh, thank you personally. But but uh, Kilpatrick's uh, Super Chat was a $5 hauler. Kilpatrick said, Dynasty QB Superflex. This is my first year Dynasty was offered. Fifth round pick for my 10th round. And first round pick rookie draft next year. What do you think? Was offered my fifth round pick for my 10th round. And the fir- and first round pick rookie draft uh, next year. So you don't know where the first rounder is. No, I do not do that. Dynasty, uh, this is my first Superflex. This is my first year in Dynasty. Yeah, so if this is a startup draft 
and you're literally getting rid of your fifth rounder to take a 10th rounder to get a first rounder? No, because this could be a 10 pick, a 12 pick. Especially if you give this individual another fifth round pick, they're probably going to have a very good team and their draft pick that they're giving you is going to be crap. This is like trading 101. When you're trading away draft pick, a draft pick, your future first rounder, and you're building a, a monster of a team, that draft pick you're sending is going to be lesser because of the trade. So absolutely not, bro. Don't send your fifth rounder. What I would say later... Uh, Kilpatrick, this is my piece of advice. When you're on the clock, or when somebody's on the clock in round four and five and you see a gem, like let's say Jameer Gibbs is there in round four or whatever because it's Superflex, right? Even though it's Dynasty and he's like a second rounder in Dynasty, he could be a third or fourth rounder in Superflex Dynasty. So if you're sitting there on the clock, or someone's on the clock, Bob's on the clock, and Jameer Gibbs is there at 4.10, and you're like, oh my God, he's four running backs away from being drafted. He's not going to fall to me. Offer your first rounder in 2024 for that pick. That's what I want you doing. I don't want you acquiring unknown 2024 first rounders. I want you acquiring the 1.4, 1.5, bro. I'm in in a rookie draft setting, like the Jameer Gibbs, the Charbonnet. But you do so in a dynasty startup. If and I don't know if you're gonna have a separate rookie draft, but those players will be available in like three, four, or whatever. Or let's just say it's a wide receiver. Let's say it's Watson. We're talking about Watson right now. If Christian Watson's sitting there in a in a super flex dynasty in round six or seven, and you can trade your future first rounder 2024 for that pick to get Watson, that's how you crush it in a dynasty startup, my guy. That's what I would do if I was you. Make sure you build a really good team, though, instead of trading away your picks. Uh, hold on one second, guys, on the phone. Let me just get through these two real quick. Christian Silva, are you still here, pal? Christian Silva? Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's talking in the chat. Okay, and what about, uh, have you seen if, is uh, Kilpatrick in here still? Uh, it's been a little bit. I saw him about 10 minutes ago. Okay, Kilpatrick, let me know if you're here. I feel bad that I haven't answered this yet. Thank you so much for the Super Chat. Uh, CEH was good, but KC like to pass the ball. Andy Reid doesn't usually run the ball. That's why he uses McKinnon as a pass-catching running back. He used to. He used to be the king. But yeah, no longer is he because he's such a good coach. He changed his whole style of coaching and, and play calling and scheming around Mahomes. He's that good. Andy did, I, is, uh, did I interject for a minute, Smitty, if you don't mind? Yeah, who's this? This is Steven. Steven! He's back! Hold on, Steven! Yes, sir! Oh, I'm back. I'm going to be around. Uh, the two things that I wanted to point out real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, you talk about Kansas City running back you. Uh, if you look back at all the excellent running backs and offensive lines that Kansas City's had, it's not uh, any uh, – even before Andy Reid even got there, uh, they always had a pedigree of uh, great backs. But uh, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, you were touching on uh, uh, Jacksonville uh, and talking about Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley coming in. Uh, you know, let me ask you this. Okay, so where would you think that Trevor Lawrence, where would you draft Trevor Lawrence uh, in a 12-team, uh, you know, standard or PPR league, whatever? Uh, where would you draft him? Where would you be, like, fifth round? Would uh, it be fourth, fifth? Yeah, let, let me get to that one second. Let me get this other super chat out of the way, then we'll jump right into that. Uh, glad you're here, sure, Stephen. No the, the, the chat loves you, pal. Uh, choose to Pollard, ETN, Diggs, and Dynasty. Uh, give me I mean, it totally depends on your need bro like if you're going rb if you need rb if it's three wide receiver versus two all that does matter Diggs is still a consideration for me because i am very much a win now person in dynasty and i don't mean that like i want guys that have one year left but Diggs has two years left easy 
Uh, I don't know if he has three, but we'll say two. And that's a long time in Dynasty. I think you always worry about four or five years in advance. You play for second place when you think like that. So I, I, I love ETN. I love Polar. Both of them are very high-risk, high-reward plays. We've got them as moon men and breakout guys. And, you know, I love ETN. Um, Pollard's coming off the injury. Uh, you know, we don't know if they'll draft Bijan or something crazy and kind of put a damper on the Pollard, you know, parade. We don't know what's going to fully go on. I would say that... I probably would say Diggs would be one of them because two years is a long time to me. And it comes down to choosing between ETN and Pollard. ETN had such a strong finish. Pollard looked like such a monster at times. It's really between those two. I'd love to know what the chat thinks. Let's ask, uh, uh, Steven, you like ETN or Pollard long-term more? Who do you like better long-term? ETN or Pollard long-term. Uh, and probably ETN um, if he can uh, if he can stay healthy, which you know you can say that about any player in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but in a perfect scenario, passing uh, his pass catching and uh, you know complimented, he's a lot like Pollard in a lot of ways. But it's such a crappy division. I'd take ETN all day. It, it, there is a concern, and I'm going to go to the Bruce next, and then we'll get into the the Jaguars and talk about Trevor Lawrence. So um, so uh, we'll go to the Bruce. ETN's a little concern, just a little bit, because of of Peterson and the running back by committee approach he has deployed his entire career. And when he does come out and talk about wanting multiple running backs, every team needs multiple running backs. ETN can't run the ball up the gut 22 times a game. He is a he is an Alvin Kamara workload type player. He needs. 12 to 14 carries, and he needs four to six receptions. Now, they didn't give him the reception, so when he got 12 to 14 carries without the reception work, he ended up underperforming in those games, and that's why some people are concerned about ETN. If they commit to throwing the ball to him... He has a lot of the traits of of Kamara, but he's not nearly the size and the power. If they throw more to ETN and give him... He's one of the best passing catching backs in the NFL. He uh, in my opinion, he's one of the best pass catching backs in the NFL. He was the number 1 or number 2 uh pass catching back in his draft class and if you include all the wide receivers, he was still in the top 5 of all pass catchers, wide receivers and running backs from his draft class. So, he has the upside to be Alvin Kamara-esque. They just need to throw the ball. So, if he gets 12 to 14 carries in a running back not timeshare, but just a, ro- a healthy rotation. But he's utilized and on the field, which we saw last year when we were concerned about them using multiple backs. ETN got fed a lot. He was in a lot of crazy good situations. And I, if I had to say there's a player in the entire National Football League that got screwed out of situation, like if you look at, oh my God, that touchdown was given to that guy. Hasty rips off the 70-yard touchdown run because they took ETN out. Oh my God, James, uh, James Robinson was used in week one, two, three. Like all these, like, screwed situations he's the one player that got screwed the most and if you own him you know what i'm talking about if you had him last year you know what i'm talking about so he has so much upside i probably say give me etn over pollard uh but i love pollard man and i just think that with pollard's injury and the potential restructuring of zeke elliott and zeke could get released but if they restructure him instead that will put a damper on pollard to where i think you're most likely to draft pollard back you probably will have a tougher time drafting etm back give me digs and etn and that's how i feel bruce uh you got anything you want to add to that ben real quickly 10 seconds each yeah i would take pollard okay uh bruce uh I just take Pollard because I think he's gonna he's not gonna have a share time. Like they're gonna get rid of Zeke. I don't think he's gonna restructure. 
So I don't think I don't see them bringing in someone to take majority of the workload from Pollard. I think he's going to have the majority now. I, I love them both. I love them both. Um, okay, so thank you for the question, Christian. Is Christian in here? Christian Silva, you still here, pal? Appreciate the super chats. Thank you, uh, uh, Kilpatrick. If anybody wants to drop another super chat, I'll certainly answer it as soon as I can, and we'll put it at the front, so I'm going to keep checking. Thank you guys for dropping those. As for Trevor Lawrence, the Trevor Lawrence question, let me put that topic on screen. Uh, T-Law. I think T-Law is on the cusp of quarterback five six seven like that territory that is a tier in itself these are the guys that can occasionally dance with the one through four quarterbacks hurts burrow mahomes josh allen not in any particular order so this this second tier of qb which is consumed by fields and t law currently and could be by lamar if lamar gets traded or a re or signs a uh, uh, an offer sheet and goes elsewhere or gets traded or whatever the case may be. If Lamar ends up back in Baltimore, he'll be in that tier but fall out because he'll bust. So to me, T Law, Fields, and Lamar are in that tier. Aaron Rodgers for a year for talking redraft, he's in that tier. There are quarterbacks that can climb into tier two and try and dance with those top four once in a while. Fields will have the most occurrences of having a cup of coffee with the top four, the tier one guys. T-Law will be so top five to eight money this year, in my opinion. He'll be steady. He'll have those multiple touchdown games back-to-back. He'll look fantastic. He gets Ridley. Ridley's going to be such a blessing for him. He's got tons of weapons. ETN. Uh, th- this team is going to be something special in 2023. They're coming. The, they're they're coming for lunch money. And they the, are in the, the AFC South at least. They are. They are. They're they're a division winner. They're the division winner, in my opinion. And this is a, this is a, a at least a, a one playoff win team at the very minimum. Uh, this is a really good squad. Of course, it matters. I, I would I would completely agree with that. Yeah, uh, so, absolutely. Maybe two. Probably two. It, look, T T Law's the real deal. T, I'd love look, to see it. We're going to exit 2023 when the Super Bowl and everything's all concluded. Talking about T-Law like he's just a special quarterback. It's very special. He reminds me of what Herbert was supposed to do last year and didn't and failed. But guess what? Herbert had a whole different situation. There's coaching problems there. There's personnel problems there. There's there's soon to be an aging running back that everybody doesn't want to accept the fact that he's 28 years old, Austin Eckler, and taking abuse, and he's a smaller running back that shouldn't be in a workhorse role but gets fed workhorse volume at 28 years old. Uh, they have two wide receivers that can't stay on the field, and an, an inability and an inept uh, a, a draft and an acquisition process that won't insert another wide receiver into the game. I don't know why they won't. Maybe they will at 22 overall. Maybe they'll finally wake up and say, you know what? We need to select Jackson Smith and Jigba at this 21 sorry, twenty-one overall draft selection. We need to take Jackson Smith and Jigba if he's there. He probably won't be there. Okay, Quentin Johnson. Okay, maybe he won't be there. Zay Flowers. Put Zay Flowers in the hands of Justin Herbert for the love of God. Zay Flowers would go to the moon. Herbert would rejoin the moon men list if he could just get his hands on a an elite potential wide receiver. So uh, that's my thoughts on T-Law, Stephen. Um, let's go to, uh, uh, let's see. Ben, you got anything else? Um, I did just want to mention, I'm sure you saw this already, but I was also really hoping the Chargers would draft a receiver in the first round. I've been trying to stack Herbert with those rookies, but with the re-signing of Keenan Allen, 
or not the re-signing, but the restructure of the contract, I think, or whatever they're doing. Um, I don't know if they're going to take one that early. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's it's an inept situation that is not. It's, it's it reminds me of the Baltimore situation to a small degree. Not so much uh, across the board, but like in the terms of weapons. Like I know Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen are legitimate weapons. Like I'm not saying that they're not providing him with with good or they don't have good weapons there, but they're not acquiring new ones. They're not recognizing the problems at hand and the fact that they believe just like I think. Miami Mike, Mike McDaniel in, in the Miami Dolphins situation, the quarterback situation, just like he's apparently from the reports, and he could change his mind, but not adequately assessing his quarterback risk and situation, literally going into yet another year with Tua Tagovailoa as his quarterback. God bless him. Prayers up. I hope he stays healthy. But that is the three concuss three concussions it's in the one worst, year last year. It's three. the it's the worst situation. Possible a guy that has a track and field team for wide receivers, a total a total Super Bowl caliber team. This Miami Dolphin in this scheme with Mike McDaniel, high octane offense, turned Tua Tagovailoa into an absolute mach- machine. When we made fun of him all off season long, imagine what they do with with a a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. He makes no attempt to even reach out. Imagine the my my hope is that you know Tua stays healthy, but when he doesn't, and I don't think he will, that that. Tom Brady picks up the phone. And, and you know what? I kind of will enjoy watching Tom Brady and Miami Mike McDaniel go at the Niners because I feel like Tom Brady's been begging to go to the Niners and Shanahan just won't have it. He's just he's too got too big of an ego. He can't accept that his quarterback will know more about football than him. And so I kind of can't wait for it to happen, and I totally predict that Tom Brady returns. It's either to the Niners or the Dolphins like more than midway through the season when he doesn't have to go through camp. It's going to look so easy to him. His 10, 20% of I want to play football this year, which is why I retired will turn into, uh, it will turn into something along the lines of like 80% wanting to come back every week that goes by. He'll be more apt to want to return because there's less abuse in, 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 you know, vigorous working out and, and damaging his body and trying to stay healthy. I don't know. I, I think Tom comes back at some point. But uh, anyway, next question. Uh, uh, Bruce, you got anything else? Hey, uh, I just wanted to ask. The same reporters that did uh, Thielen, they did the same thing on Dalvin Cook, but for a trade. Do you think he ends up getting traded? Cook? or They won't trade Thielen. He'll get cut. But Dalvin Cook? I don't think anybody's yeah. going to trade for a guy that has... I'm telling you, if you, if you looked at uh, King Tut, Oh, you guys, Lord. you guys know who King Tut is. You go if you go looking at King Tut's shoulder MRI, it would probably look better than Dalvin Cook's. And this guy's been in a in a tomb for how many you know hundreds of years. <laughs> so it's like five 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 six seasons ago, they could have traded Dalvin Cook for a bag and kept Alexander Madison, which is this time the better back. You know, and he's even been there. For what three years now? Dalvin Cook's that, shoulder. That, that, the Vikings always make these mistakes. This is what bad teams do. Yeah, it, the, it was a stupid mistake. It's the same thing that Dallas has done with Zeke, where they should have got rid of him. Uh, the Levy and Bell hung around way too. There's so many lists. People wonder why the running back is devalued. It's devalued number one because uh, you know you're in car crashes every week. 
And number two is that you get a big head and you think you're worth more than you are. Yeah. There, there's 10 rookie running backs this year that I would take over half of the starting running backs in the league this year. I don't know about 10 and just I, and, uh, because I'm of not, No, spots, I'm telling you, uh, B. John Robinson, what, 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 uh, all the way down the list. There's the, the running back is deep this year. Right, right, right. You, but you're talking about yeah. if you're NFL GM, you mean. Okay, I thought, I thought yeah, you meant and, the fantasy. Yeah, like, and there's you're only, going to pay Daniel Jones. You're going to pay him $94 million cash. But, and that's, that's what the deal is, $94 million. It was whatever, but uh, that was guaranteed. But then you franchise tag Saquon Barkley. For ten million dollars, all that that makes yeah. a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Uh, you I hear you. Turn around and I hear you. We, we all agree. Off we all agree to it's... the Eagles or anybody, whoever would take him. If you don't want him in division, wherever. Yeah. But you could have sold him off and then just taken a rookie, and it would have been a got hell you. Of got you, Steven. We got you, Steven. We got you, Steven. We got you, pal. We got you. We got you. So yeah, Dalvin Cook's a big mistake. I agree. Um. Uh. But but you know they're they. They may or may not be able to do anything about it, and and at this point, it's like you know they may draft another rookie, or they may they may look. Ty Chandler is a really good running back too. So if Dalvin Cook can't stay healthy, that is a handcuff secret weapon. Ty Chandler, similar to the Madison handcuff, you know, keep an eye on that guys because it's absolutely something that uh, you'll want to. If if Cook, if you do draft Cook, if he stays in Minnesota, you got to cuff him to Ty Chandler. Um, all right, so uh, the, the, phone lines uh, are well, open. Dial in. Thing, the, the kid, the kid from Kansas City, Isaiah Pacheco, yeah. was a seventh round draft pick running back. And look at the kid in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but but he to, like he was Superman. But to know? counterpoint and go against what you said earlier, Kansas City, Andy Reid has been a, an absolute running back monster most of his career. But he's not the, he's not at that point anymore. He's in a rotational. Andy Reid won't stick with one running back anymore. Maybe Pacheco re rebreaks the mold of his new, you know, thoughts and, and and processes around running backs and rotations. But we've seen it with Damian Williams. We've seen it with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We saw it three times last year where they started off a of CH. He was great. They, then they went to McKinnon. He was great. Then they went to Pacheco. He was great. They were all three very very good. And so he doesn't commit to one running back anymore. Maybe Pacheco is different. We don't know. We're not it's, sure. It's the, he could even draft a. He could even draft offense. another running back, but we're just not sure how it's going to shake out. And, and so Pacheco, you've got to tread lightly. You got to attack the Kansas City running back situation with caution until Andy Reid for sure flips back into a. I'm going to lean on my un running back like he used to, but he hasn't been doing that because he's such a good coach. He's the best coach in the NFL, and he knows how to go and work with what he has. He's the one coach that literally molds his own coaching game against his talent and he knows what he has in Mahomes they got rid of Tyreek Hill they still did it because he knows it's all about Mahomes it has nothing to do with anything else and I, I think at some Mahomes, point though uh, I've been watching uh may I just say this I've been watching football uh just since the late 70s when I can remember I saw Bradshaw and a lot of other guys but I'm telling you Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback prospect that I've ever seen yeah, he's Better absolutely than phenomenal. Man. He didn't Better even than Tom Brady. He has the intangibles. It's just it's it's part him and part Andy Reid. They work together. Yeah. Right, you know on. what I mean? I couldn't yep. I couldn't believe uh, honestly, I could not believe that the Eagles offense in the second half could not figure out a way to move the ball against two rookie corners and a rookie safety. All right, hang tight real quick. Uh, 330 area code. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. And he's out. 
Uh, dial back in if you got another one. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Christian, Christian Silva with another super chat. Christian Silva says, Smitty, Smitty, we fear Pacheco works so hard that he'll get hurt. That's exactly uh, one of the other red flags. One red flag is Andy Reid's track record the last handful of years. It's not been one year or two years. It's the last handful of years. We haven't seen a, a Kareem Hunt, Larry Johnson, you know, full, full-time full workhorse, top one to three running back Jamal Charles. This is what used to be. Now we don't know what is in store for the, the RB. And on top of that red flag, it's it, Pacheco is so he runs like he runs like he he thinks he's the size of Saquon Barkley and it's effective. Like he hits that line, he gets that extra four or five yards. He does abuse his body, so there there's a twofold concern with Pacheco. But to 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 be fair, he's on the satellite men list for a reason. Satellite men. So, so if you're if you're in a twelve if you're in a twelve team half PPR league. And you go through and you're drafting, let's say you're drafting seven. And let's say Justin Jefferson somehow or another falls to you or some Jamar Chase or some receiver, and you take him. You come back around, do you take Pacheco in the second? No. And think he's going to get back around to no. you? No, you can't, you can't take Pacheco in the second round. That is, that is a recipe for disappointment. But is he like, oh, okay. a, is he like a fourth round like snag? Sure. But even a third round pick is high right now for Pacheco. Um on underdog fantasy, you could take Pacheco in the sixth or the seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me look at on underdog fantasy. I'll give you what his his ADP is. But yeah, you you be you be setting yourself up for disaster if you if you start uh, grabbing him that high. But if I go ahead and look at uh, the ADP data right now on Isaiah Pacheco, we're gonna do twenty twenty three best ball ADP. Uh, Pacheco is looking like he's coming in at let's see, ADP Pacheco Pacheco Pacheco. Let me. Let me look for him here. Isaiah Pacheco is looking like he is running back. He's coming at, at 73 overall. 73 overall is his current ADP value. Seventh round, third pick. 73 overall. So that that is uh that is a sixth round, depending In on a ten man league. Well, we don't play ten man leagues. Gra- grandma's play ten man league, Steven. Who who does a ten man league? I grew uh, up in West Virginia. I'm not very well, good at math. I you, just dropped it down to 10 yeah, teams you, and made you, it simple for myself. That's all you, I did. Okay, but but Stephen, you, you've been watching football since the 70s, you said, so I can almost guarantee you you don't like PPR, right? You like you like standard, I'm sure, right? And it's not it's no shame in, in admitting it, but that's just they're different generations. You're, I do I do play in a standard league. Yeah, yeah I, I can tell, and that's that's normal. That's normal. Generations they stick to what they know. They don't like change. We're very you don't like people on your lawn either, do you, Stephen? If if kids are playing on your well, lawn, I, with, look, I've been wanting to go to a half PPR for two daggum years, and they, and my league won't do it. So what do you want me to do? Yeah, do, would you allow someone to play on your yard? In the front yard, would I allow somebody to play in my yard? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's 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 a evolving, evolving perspective. I like it, Stephen. Would you allow people to play in your yard with Nerf gun with Nerf guns and Nerf toys? Because because Joe Mixon won't. Uh, I uh, would actually, uh, you know, we could go to BB guns if you want to. That's what we used to do back in the country in the day. Okay. Well, you know let's, I mean? let's, let's, we not, yeah, let's not talk. Let's not talk to. about those topics. We can't. This is a family show. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, another phone call. I think hey, they just Smitty. hung up. Dial in again. Um, hey, dial in Smitty. again. I did want to mention, I did want to mention for Steven real quick. Um, we were, we were mentioning the underdog ADP. He's going at 73. Uh, 
Six round. Of course, it'll be different in a standard, but um, in a and like in your normal leagues where you only have to start two wide receivers opposed to three, Pacheco will be drafted higher, six twelve spots at least. Yeah, oh. maybe. Let me show you the underdog running back ADP, which is which is amazingly helpful. Like this, and I'll I'll be doing videos pretty much every week, if not two times a week going forward on uh, the the ADP data and how how uh, how vital it is uh, to, to understand it walking into your draft. So let, let me go ahead and throw this on screen real quick. These are the uh, the updated running back ADP rankings on underdog. And why is this so important? First of all, underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, they'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. And, it, and we're going to do live drafts tonight. But the reason why this underdog ADP is so amazing is because it's people are paying to draft in these leagues. So you're not having people jump out of the draft mid-draft. You're not having people like leave the draft and and and, and have bad data. Uh, so here that here's, is a total pain in the arse, by the way. Yeah, but that won't that won't happen in these drafts, you know. So this is more accurate data. So here are the running back rankings, the ADP running back rankings: McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson is the one, two, three, fourth ranked running back now. He's the fourth ranked running back. And let me make an announcement real quick, Stephen. Hang tight. I know this is hard for you to stay quiet for this long, but hold on, Stephen. We gotta. Oh God. Oh God. The arm came off. Hold on. All right. Here we go. I'm going to make a statement right here. I'm going to make a statement. I have a video coming out in the next day or two that might have Bijan Robinson, just so everybody knows and understands what time it is, as my locked and loaded, not where you draft him, but in my mindset, in my expectation level, as the number one running back finisher in 2023 we're talking redraft we're talking dynasty doesn't matter in 2023 at the end of the day i think Bijan robinson can finish as rb1 please do not take him there he's going as rb4 right now don't ruin that for as long as that lasts you can take this guy if you mix in wide receivers maybe kelsey you're talking about still eight nine seven eight nine ten overall Bijan's a lock in the first round if you're in redraft don't even think for a second you're going to be able to take him in round uh two he's going to be a staple at seven eight nine most definitely even in half ppr he's, even in ppr he's not, but he's not steven son of a bitch uh, steven i'm in the middle of a rant he's not going to make it to the second round because so the Ravens i just said that steven first round at 22 i just said that steven hang tight number seven eight or nine overall is where he's going to be stapled into in redraft in dynasty he's one two or three that's where that's where Bijan's ranked Bijan in redraft end of season not your draft value will be rb1 understand what i'm saying take advantage of what i'm saying my rb1 is Bijan robinson end of year all right steven now you can go ahead steven okay uh well can we uh, revolve back around to the Jacksonville Jaguars for just a second? Uh, sure. We were talking about uh, Trevor Lawrence and the infusion of Calvin Ridley coming in or whatever. Yeah. And I asked you earlier uh, where you would take Trevor Lawrence. Um, and I think you said somewhere around fifth round or something like that. No, I said he'd be. would take Lawrence? 
quarterback five, not fifth round. Quarterback five, six, seven. Like that's where he could be. I I probably take Fields over Trevor Lawrence. What I I think. Let me just get to the point. I think that a sneaky stack is not. Look, everybody is going to feed into the Calvin Ridley deal, and maybe he comes on later in the year. But a Christian Kirk and uh, and Trevor Lawrence stack may be something that you can get later on, and maybe you pick up another quarterback or do something or whatever, give you flexibility. If you could get Christian Kirk in the, uh, what, sixth round, seventh round, somewhere around there, is anybody thinking about him? No. He had 14, what, 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns last year. If Ridley pulls more off earlier now, later in the season, it may be – that Calvin really comes on as the number one. But right now, Christian Kirk's the number one on that team. He's younger, he's faster, and the kid is good. I like Christian Kirk, but I'm, 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 I'm if, banking. If, if you want a, a good a good sneaky late-round stack after you get everybody else together, it wouldn't be the worst thing you ever did. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but I do believe Calvin Ridley has something to say about this. I think Calvin Ridley is going to come in with that St. Brown mentality and say, you're going to doubt you're going to doubt me over this guy, Christian Kirk, getting Christian Kirk money. This guy's soft compared to me. I'm Calvin Ridley. I got 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns with a broken foot. He played on a broken exactly. foot all year long. This guy, Calvin Ridley's a monster. I do agree with you that Kirk is underrated, and he probably will be very underrated this year, and the presence of Ridley will present an opportunity. But I, I do believe Calvin Ridley will be the stack to own. I think that's a poor man's stack, but it's you know, hey, there's different strategies involved, it right? Is, it, you, it, go it, heavy, you go heavy, you go heavy RB wide receiver stack. tight end. I'm is. just gonna talk over you, Steven, at this point. You go heavy wide receiver tight end running back approach, and then you come in with a uh uh you know uh a Trevor Lawrence and Kirk stack later. That makes sense. It makes sense, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely not like one of the big stacks we're targeting or whatever, but I understand what you're saying. Um, As you're in a 14-team league, I mean, you play in 10, Steven. You play in 10, Steven. You can't draft Kirk that high in a 10, man. Are you playing 14 hey, look, now? I'm trying to give the people, I'm trying to give the okay. people good, honest advice on what they should well, do in fantasy. It's what I'm okay. trying to do. Okay. I didn't know you if were co-hosting already. I didn't. And it's uh, PPR. You never know. I I'm just saying. 14, I mean, 14, Steven. Okay. Ben, what, what hey, else you got? Let's, hey, let's go new topic. Hey, Smitty. Yeah. What's the best landing uh, spot for Mike Gesicki? Uh, Gesicki, it's a good topic. Um, I would say, you know, we're looking at, uh, man, the Jets would be good. You get Aaron Rodgers, you bring him Gesicki. That would be an interesting spot. Um, I think, uh, Cincinnati would be interesting. Um, I think Hurts will probably be. Uh, Hurst will probably be the guy. I think there there was some news on Hurst the other day or today. Let me pull up that news and just check it out what it was. I forget what it was. Something about him likely being leaned on, but that would be a good location. Um, you know, any of these teams that, that need to make a, that need a difference maker, like Gesicki would be pretty good to bring in. And there, it's, it's a tough tight end environment. Let's see. The Athletic writes, I think Hayden, Hayden Hurst ends up back in Cincinnati. So maybe he's actually a free agent. Maybe that's why. Yeah. So Gesicki would be a good fit. So I I, I stand corrected that my original uh, thing was correct. That Gesicki and Cincy would be a good fit. 
But Hurst could, could be. Could I say something just really quick about Dallas, uh, about the Dallas Cowboys? Just real quick. <laughs> yes, Stephen. If you guys don't mind, go ahead. No, we don't. don't mind. Uh, I can't. I can't believe that they uh, let Dalton Schultz walk. Dalton Schultz was one of the best co- uh, tight ends, a, a top uh, five tight end in the league. I can't believe that they let him walk out of there. He's a free agent. They're not going to re-sign him. Um, Dal- Schultz yeah, looked so- really good in Green Bay. He looked really good in, at a lot of different teams. Um, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's tough to say. It's just right here. The tight end is now more likely than not to play elsewhere in 2023 because he was the franchise tag alternative to Pollard. But he could, yeah, he could go elsewhere, but I wouldn't be shocked if he returned. Gasicki to Dallas would make sense. Um, but but yeah, Dalton Schultz. Thinking... Um, well, all, could... I, all I was wondering is, is, is Dalton Schultz a really good tight end? I mean, he yeah, looks he like it to me. He looks the part. But, but he could be, re- they could resign him. They could, they could, you know, he could want to stay. They could offer him a long-term deal, but they, but he, he he may go and, test and hopefully the market. They do. Yeah, because I was hoping Gasicki went to the Chargers, but I don't know if that's a uh, yeah like the best option. I like that too. Or Dalton Schultz to the Chargers, you know, would be good too. So if he was to not go either or, I mean, it'd yeah. be fine. Hell, hell, both, both. Steven wants both. Yep. Do run it. it run Steven's it, playing run in a ten, two tight end set. Steven's playing in a ten man non PPR double tight end set in his league. He, he says, "Give me both of them." Can we talk Duvernay? No, I didn't. Uh, for, well, I'm just saying that uh, if you want to lean into uh, Justin Herbert and the rest of them, you've already got uh, Keenan Allen. Yes, he's older, but he's still performing. And you got the big boy Mike Williams on the outside. If you brought Gasecki in. Or and uh, and uh, maybe you bring in bring in two tight end set. So just this you co- got Eckler in the backfield. It's not uh, you could run t- uh, twelve personnel much more easily, and you can get to you tight end up more. You run more of a Patriot style offense, a Belichick offense. Uh, Duvernay, so, four, I mean a four good game. Uh, Mike Williams, he only has four good games in the whole year. Uh, real quickly, real healthy. quickly, he plays four games, let alone has four good games. Duvernay, um, this question somebody wants to know, can we talk Duvernay? Um, he's recovering from that foot injury. I'm not, like, super pumped about him yet, and he might lose his quarterback. So, you want to talk Duvernay, what's there to talk about? If, 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 if let's say, Lamar returns De- back. Steven, saddle him, bitch! What? He's on the trading block. We already traded away Chuck Clark today. He had 101 tackles. Uh, uh, second on a team in solo tackles. Trade him away for a seventh-round pick. So, Duvernay, is, there's nothing to talk about until he gets a quarterback. No, he's, he's, no absolutely not. I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. I've been following Baltimore since 2000. And, uh, no, there, there's nothing really to talk about. Uh, they're going to let uh, some guys go. Chuck Clark's gone. Rashad Bateman's going to be gone. Uh, they're uh, rookie wide receiver because uh, he spoke out. And I'm going to tell you guys the reason. I'm going to lay it down for you right now. Why Lamar Jackson is gone out of Baltimore is because he had a five or four week layoff before the playoff game with Cincinnati. And he and he uh, did not play. He held himself out. He, also he gave a, he... up his dog tag. He, he, he did. Got, he did, but he also had a two. He had a two slash three grade tear in his knee, though, which is is borderline surgery. 
And while I agree with you, maybe he could have come back at the tail end. He was more looking out for his long-term health and did not want to, at that moment in time, did not want to commit to a team that didn't want to commit to him. He didn't want to put his well, health that, on that the is, line. That's for a, as, he didn't want to put his. Ravens fan is a city. He, he didn't want to put. I don't want city playing on my team. He didn't want to put his health on the line when the team wasn't wanting to commit to him. So I don't blame Lamar Jackson for one second. Doesn't mean he won't return if he doesn't get the offer he wants. And the Ravens say, "Look, you know, we've been calling your bluff, and we're at the point where it's like we're literally we're literally going to say." At this point, we need you. We we wanted to you know reset and recalibrate your mind in terms of guaranteed money, but we want to bring you back. Nobody sent an offer sheet that he liked, and so they could definitely resign him. Then we can have that Duvernay conversation or whatever. But but just because I, I don't think we can draw any conclusions, I think we're more likely to see Lamar elsewhere for sure because he's been fran- non franchise tagged or I'm sorry non exclusive franchise tagged, which means that teams would have to be incompetent, and then maybe there's. 31 incompetent teams out there. I mean, a lot of teams have quarterbacks, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe there's nothing but a co- incompetent teams that need quarterbacks that, that want to just sit back and, and watch their salary cap go up and then later on reflect back on the moment they could have had Lamar Jackson for $200 million guaranteed. Even though he wants 230 he'd take 200 to get out of Baltimore because I do feel like he feels slighted. He does feel some animosity between club and him, and he does want to leave, but if... He can't go somewhere for the bag. There's still an opportunity for him to stay in, in Baltimore. And I think, and this is why I don't like Lamar 100% yet for 2023, because I there's a small part of me that wonders if he would return to Green Bay. Bygones be bygones. We go back to Green Bay and have them continue to not support him. And he will be a bus candidate for me. Uh, I, I completely and totally agree with you 100%. And I, and I will tell you this: whether it's uh, uh, whether it's uh, DeAndre Hawkins or somebody else, some wide receiver, um, as you see them, uh, you know, or something leaks out to where if they're talking to Baltimore or whatever, if if you see DeAndre Hawkins or somebody like that, they they've got something worked out with Lamar. If you don't see it, they don't. Um, and I don't I don't think that it's going to happen. It's not. Uh, right now, they're going to uh, a team would make an offer or whatever, and then you know, but they don't believe any of it. Lamar is not going to get traded, and he's not going to get uh, the money he wants until after the draft. Then this is going to this is going to go this is going to go way longer. Than while, while it's certainly possible, Stephen, I I personally feel like it's going to happen sooner than that. I I can't envision all of these teams. And, and 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 I say this from both sides of like there's this conspiracy of collaboration or some corruption going on a, a collaboration. Do you corruption believe scheme. that, Spenny? Do you believe that? No, you, I, I've said it over and over. I don't. So there's no, either. It, it, look, Stephen, hold on, St- Stephen. You're going to go in timeout. Oh, hey. please don't put me in timeout. Okay, out. but you got to let me speak. This is my show. Like I'm in the middle of speaking. I, Ste- yeah. It's constant. You got it. You got it. When we put you in timeout, don't take offense. Call right back. People love it anyway. But but we do have to occasionally put you in timeout because I got to keep the pace of the show going. Okay, so hold on. So I I think um, uh, if I could get back on my train of thought, Lamar Jackson, um, I highly doubt that you're going to have all of these teams head in the direction of we're going to continue to just let him 
sit out there and let another team potentially capitalize on this situation where people are overlooking it. I don't see it happening. I think eventually Lamar Jackson will get an offer sheet that he does want. The question will be, will it be close enough to the Baltimore Ravens offer and far enough from the the Lamar expectation of offers to the, the point where the, the, the Baltimore Ravens will match it? And that's, I think, what's going to be Lamar's fear is he wants out. I think part of him does want in, and that's the part I don't like about Lamar because if he's in Baltimore, he's a bust. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stephen, but if he's in Baltimore, he's a bust. But if if, if, if if he ends up accepting an offer sheet that's borderline for the Ravens and they they match it, then Baltimore then, then Lamar's like, you know, he wanted out. So the, the it's going to be a tricky situation. The team that's offering the offer sheet needs to make sure – it's high enough that it's uncomfortable, too uncomfortable for the Ravens to to match it. So I that's where it could potentially go past the draft, maybe. But I believe from from Atlanta, despite the reports, the Carolina Panthers, despite the sources reports, one of these quarterback hungry teams that needs to sell tickets, needs to sell jerseys, needs to get people in the seats. Uh, that has been dying for a quarterback, that drooled over Deshaun Watson, but what, isn't drooling over the idea of Lamar Jackson? He's been getting hurt because he hasn't been supported. Uh, I think it's crazy that to imagine there isn't one team that's willing to step out of line if everybody's so-called in line and come in and scoop up Lamar Jackson at, a, at, a, at a, what will eventually be a bargain because the salary cap is going up. $200 plus million guaranteed is heading toward Jalen Hurts. 200 plus million guaranteed is going to be in the pocket of Joe Burrow. Over 100 to 140 million dollars guaranteed at signing will probably head in the directions. At least 100 to 140 million guaranteed at signing will probably head in the direction of Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. So Lamar Jackson's contract will look minuscule in two and a half years from now. And if you get him to a, a seven year deal or a five and a half, seven year, five and a half, five to seven year deal. It's going to be a situation where you reflect back and you don't even have a top five quarterback being paid. Like you're paying them under the top five. You're paying them under the top five salary. Like I understand where teams are coming at right now. We want to potentially, you know, wait and see, but someone's not going to wait. Someone's not going to wait. Someone's going to pounce. Why would you not? If I was a GM and I needed a quarterback, I would gladly take Lamar. This is crazy to me. Yeah, that's why like Schefter reported that, uh, they offered Lamar $133 million guaranteed, but it was after Danny Dimes signed $94 uh, guaranteed. So I'm sure he had a, a laugh at that and be like, he's not as good as me, and he got 94 and yeah. he only offered no- me 133 $94 million guaranteed to Danny Dimes means $200 million guaranteed for Lamar. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what the NFL owners think. The NFL owners aren't colluding together. There might be one or two that are trying to team up to do this, but there's no way these owners, the poor QB uh, riddled teams, are going to participate in a scheme that keeps them down. There's just no way. There's no way. Maybe there's, a, like I said, an owner or two. Some some owners trying to get together. Maybe the QB rich teams are trying to do this, but the QB poor teams are not going to help facilitate 
the scheme that keeps them down. It doesn't make sense. If you're everybody's out for themselves, the more QB poor you are, the more the less likely you are to 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 collude with anybody on this because you're the one that's getting screwed. The the Falcons are the ones getting screwed. The the Carolina Panthers are the ones getting screwed. Who cares if they've got to pay two hundred million dollars guaranteed? The salary cap's going up. And, they, and at the end of the day, it's like my mattress example. You're driving on the freeway, and all the lanes are c- going to one, and the, the freeway's at a dead halt. You're like, why are we crawling? This is not rush hour. You get to the end after all the lanes have, have collided into one lane and merged into one lane. And when you get to the end of the problem, you look over, you see a mattress in the middle of the road covering two of the three lanes. That's why everybody behind you is funneling into one lane. And what do you do? Instead of getting out and moving the mattress, you just keep on driving because you finally made it through that's the way people and human beings and clubs will be there's no way you're looking out for the greater good uh, of the the contract amount you're going to look out for yourself it's human nature it's survival of the fittest and there's no way the atlanta falcons are worried about other teams they're worried about themselves there's no way the carolina panthers are worried about other quarterbacks they're worried about themselves these these two teams the the falcons and the carolina panthers even if they end up being out they wanted what deshaun watson so badly, if they knew what the Cleveland Browns were doing, they would have jumped in and done the same thing. They just didn't know what they were going to do. They pulled a, a trick out of their, their hat, and they, they threw down $230 million guaranteed. Deshaun Watson said, I'm in. And while I don't know that Lamar gets 230, I think Lamar gets 180 to 200. It'll still be 50 to 80 to maybe even 100 million more guaranteed than the Baltimore Ravens want to give them. So bring a 180. Bring a 195. Bring a 200 mil even guaranteed deal with on a long term deal. Two first round picks and 160 million dollars, and Lamar's gone. Gone. Baltimore and, is not going to resign Lamar. And that's I'm great. telling you that right now. And that's great. As a Ravens fan, I know this. Lamar well, is not coming back to Baltimore. You don't deserve him. To and be if honest he does, with you, if he does, it's going to be because he didn't uh, sign with another team and figure, well, it'll be better. Well, uh, maybe it is. Hey, man, I love Lamar. I love everything Lamar's done. Uh, uh, you know, good luck to you. I hope you win a Super you guys, Bowl. I'm going to be rooting for you. You guys don't Atlanta, deserve Lamar. Light it up. All right, Steven, I got to let you go, pal. I'm going to be ending is, the show. Man. I'm going to be ending the show. I appreciate you being on the phone. Uh, I'll give you 10 seconds to close out with whatever you want to say. Steven, you got 10 seconds. Go. 10 seconds. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh Love your family. Love yourself. Uh, you know, uh, make every moment count. I'm out. Appreciate you, Stephen. Thanks, pal. Uh, Bruce, you got 10 seconds. What do you want to say? Hey, uh, just look out that the Texans uh, lost their fifth-round pick for whatever happened with Deshaun Watson. And, yeah. Uh, everyone be safe. Yeah. Uh, we fear and- Pacheco's workload. Sorry, I'm reading this. Um, and Diggs followed the Cowboys, Stefan. And what? Stefan Diggs followed the Cowboys today. He he, what did the Cowboys? I can't hear you. He followed them. Oh, followed them. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't matter. So, then, he can follow. Yeah, they made big news out of that. Yeah, <laughs> he can follow whoever he wants. We will talk a little Jamar Chase as well, um, probably tonight. Um, I don't really want to fuel, I don't want to feed much into it because, you know, this happened before and then it went away. You know, the the individual that's claiming all this against him, his his alleged baby mama, 
that's talking about, you know, this and that. Um, we saw all this and there was all these threats and then she went away. And so it's like, I, I don't think it's fair. It's not like Mixon where there's police taping off his home and we're going live on it. People say, you go live on Mixon, you don't go live on Chase. And then you have Alvin Kamara, you so against Alvin Kamara. Look, I draft Kamara still in drafts. But yes, Kamara, there's footage of him beating a man into the ground. We don't have any footage or actual screenshots of anything of, of substantial uh, uh, value to the conversation here that, that Jamar Chase has done anything. But his baby's mama is sending out like messages that supposedly on Instagram that get taken down. So they're not there anymore. So why? How can, we can't we can't read it? She doesn't feel like she needs to leave it up, whatever, for whatever reason. But once once we have something to talk about, we can talk about it. But you know, I, I'm not going to be advising anybody to uh, to get rid of Jamar Chase on the off chance that this claim that we heard his rookie year and then went away is going to come back to haunt him. So we'll we'll take that play that by ear. Bruce, I appreciate you, pal. Yep. Thank you, Sonny. Later. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern every single Monday through Friday. Uh, so catch me here Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're new, subscribe. If you're new, we've got 144 people still in here. Please punch that thumb up button on your way out the door. Let's make 107 thumbs up turn to 144. You know, how, how simple could it be? You just hit that thumb up button on your way out the door. Subscribe if you're new. I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm 365-24-7. I'm on call. What fantasy f- show or news show, NFL news show, because I'm not just fantasy. I'm an NFL news show. What news show goes live the moment news breaks? What news show goes live at midnight or 1 a.m. or 7 a.m. or noon or 4 p.m. and also goes live every day at 7 p.m.? Nobody. Nobody. You're going you're gonna to hear these people break down stuff the next day. I do it when it happens. So subscribe if you're new. You found your new home. And I work for you. I'm also live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at midnight Eastern. So I'll be live tonight doing drafts on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Smitty. Let me drop that link in the live chat right now. If you don't sign up now, you will miss out on the live draft tonight. Because they go quick. We're going we're gonna to say jump into the, you know, we're jumping to the big board draft now. There'll be... Five spots left. Go to four spots, three spots, two spots, full. And you're going to go, I missed it. I missed it because you didn't click the link, which I dropped in the live chat. It's in the description. Sign up early. They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit at Underdog Fantasy. And don't forget to get on over to my Instagram right here and uh, hit that subscribe button if you want to be a part of the voicemail crew. I will see you all later tonight at midnight. Pollard, AC Pollard. Ron Navy dropping a $20 hauler. Hold on. Oh, man, Ron Navy. I knew you were going to do this. Appreciate you, Ron. Ron says he needs a longer show. We'll give you one little little taste. Uh, Ron Navy making it rain before we close the the doors. I will say 
If I had to add a little a little snippet to this right now, I'm sweating up a storm in here, by the way. It's getting hotter. It sucks. My next video that I'm going to drop is going to be on Bijan Robinson, I think, the next one-off video upload, a uh, premiere, and we're going we're gonna to have a real hard discussion about how to keep you guys on track and not waste your ADP value, but how Bijan could be the number one. And the Dynasty, uh, the Dynasty show, we're doing a Dynasty show tonight. So get ready for the Dynasty live stream. It'll be tonight. It'll probably be a late one, but we're going live tonight. I'll see you all later. Appreciate you. Ron Navy, thank you. See you. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.